Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin, the podcast. Yeah, good Monday morning, everybody. New York City, it's going to be a nice day today. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Zubin. I'm Brian Custer, in for Zubin. May I tell you what? New York, yeah, it's going to be a hot day. It's a, hey, it's it going to be. It was cooking over the weekend. It's going to be humid. And let me tell you something. First day here at the network, how can you not have a brother in the system, man? I don't. Come on, man. That ain't on me. Come on, come on, King. How can you not have the brother in the system? Not on me. Security, I... security looked at me, looked up in there and said, uh, I don't see any system there. Uh, you got to be in the system. It happens. But I talk my way in. That's why. <laughs> we talk our way in too yeah. much. So yeah. they had to make sure to double check to make sure that this was all checked out. Because it's only a couple of us that come through the building. Right. And they all know us. Yeah. And most of us are athletes. So it's kind of like. Who is this new dude? You know, that's what it is. Well, I'll tell you what. But it's good to see you again. I appreciate you, Doc, because, you know, listen, Key and I go way back, man. I remember his Dallas days when he was with the Cowboys and we would sit around his locker and he would always, you know, pontificate and give his thoughts on what was going on, why things were going on the way it is, and we'd have a good time. And That's what we're going to do here, man. We're going to have barbershop talk here for the next couple of days. And, you know, listen, we got to start in, in Atlanta because, hey, the Hawks had a – a really uh, good opportunity to take control of this series. And, man, Chris Middleton gave it to him last night. But I thought that game really changed in the third quarter when Trey Young stepped on the referee's ankle. And after that, it just seemed like their offense went out of sync. Yeah, it, it, it did to a degree. I think you, when you talk about Trey Young's style, his ability to move around with speed on a constant basis, get the ball in his hands and create, that certainly wasn't there. Um, you could tell in the fourth quarter when he came back, he certainly, you know, I think he was one of four shooting yep. from three, which changed the game a little bit. But at the same time, Chris Middleton, they couldn't slow him down all game long. And then you add Giannis to the mix. They just didn't have an answer for the bully ball that Milwaukee continued to play. I think Milwaukee realized that we're a much bigger team than Atlanta after game one. Let's play our style and get out on the floor and run the way we're supposed to. And that happened. And they now, it, to me, it just looks like Atlanta – is doomed to fail at trying to get to the finals. You know, the interesting thing is you see Trey Young, uh, he had the limp back, basically came back in the fourth quarter, and you're right. He wasn't the same guy uh, in that fourth quarter. But I, I'll give Milwaukee a lot of credit because they said, you know what, we're the bigger, stronger team. Let's go to our strength. And Giannis played bully ball. He had over 30. But that fourth quarter, Chris Middleton put up 20 points alone and at one point, you know, they were down three, and they went on that 13-3 to run, and Middleton gave it to them. Mid-range, two dribble pull-ups, threes, and it was like, okay, this is our closer. And I think Milwaukee realizes that in, in this series, if you're going to close games opposed to Giannis, I'm going to Middleton because this is a guy who can get hot. Now, I know he hadn't been, he hadn't been good the first couple of games, but he can get hot, and he can make free throws down the stretch. The crowd had already gotten in on Giannis. He airballed a free throw. The great thing is he didn't shoot any threes, but this is your guy. If you're Milwaukee, that's the guy you're going to close Well, Milwaukee with. realized that against Brooklyn in, in late fourth quarters, the ball came out of Giannis's hands and went more into Middleton, and they carried it over for the most part in Atlanta series. Atlanta, in the first game, when you talk about it, they just kind of, you know, did what they were supposed to do. And then in game two, things changed for him. And then clearly things have changed in game three. But I think Middleton, for the most part, 
throughout the last couple of series in terms of closing games out and being the guy in yeah. the end, uh, Coach Bud and, and that staff said, okay, if we're not getting it from Drew Holiday, Middleton has to be the guy because Giannis is playing Giannis ball regardless. Right. I mean, he just – look, he's not, in my opinion, he's not what you would – or what I would deem as the alpha dog in the regular season, which in the fourth quarter he does not – completely take the ball and put it in his hands and take over. Part reason is free throws, I think. Uh, you don't want the ball in his hands, but also just because he doesn't really give you anything other than things inside the paint. I don't want him shooting outside the paint. I don't need threes from him. And then when you look at it down the stretch, Middleton's there, so why not let him cook? Regular season MVP all day long. Postseason MVP, not so much. And there's nothing wrong with that. Right. There's nothing wrong with carrying your game into the regular into the postseason from the regular season and not being the guy in the fourth quarter to take control. There's nothing wrong with that at all. And we've seen him throughout his career be able to play strong in the regular season and give us a mixed bag in the postseason. But now with Middleton cooking, it doesn't hurt the team the way he plays in the postseason. And, and you know what? The, the best thing for Milwaukee was he wasn't playing point. It's let Drew bring the ball up, run the offense, and then, hey, look, you just run in transition, rim run, get easy buckets. But it was Middleton who, you know, really had it going. I want you to take a listen to what Bobby Portis had to say about his teammate uh, last night in their victory. Man, it was crazy, man, just um, being on the floor with him. And um, all year long, he's been making big-time plays for us, man. Um, he's a big-time player. He makes big-time shots. And, man, tonight he delivered like like – like no other, man. I think I don't know how many points he had in the fourth quarter. I know it was 20-something for sure. 20. 20 on the nose. He was smoking hot, man. It was crazy watching. <laughs> of course, it's time for Straight Talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. And look, 38 for Chris Middleton, and now the Bucks have a two-game-to-one lead over the Hawks. Uh, they win it 113-102. Uh, to 102. And, and it, it got me thinking, when you look at the four teams left here, if there was one guy – you were going to build around, who would it be, Key? Out of the four teams left. And, and all of them got some young stars. See, I'm not, I'm not a build-around Giannis guy. I just mm. – that doesn't, doesn't do anything for me. I like what Atlanta has done so far with Trey Young. Yep. Um, the Clippers doesn't have any young players, right? I mean – this, I would those guys, are yeah, veterans. I mean, they're they're and, and the most and the young players are role players. Terrence Mann, those guys. Yeah, are role I mean players. they don't have any young players exactly. that you would build around. Right. And the only team that I, that come to mind for me is two guys, and it's Phoenix. Either it's DeAndre Ayton, which is is playing pretty pretty good and out of his mind right now. And my agent, my sports agent, has been for the last several months. He's been hitting me upside the head with a sledgehammer, trying to force me to really look at. DeAndre Ayton as one of these guys, and he's an all-star guy. Key, I keep telling you, I keep telling you, you're not listening. You know what he's saying to you? To them damn ESPN yes. people. You know what That's he's what saying? He's saying? he's saying stop hating on DeAndre Ayton because <laughs> they, he's the reason why I, they won I, the last I, game. I, I like DeAndre Ayton, but when you start talking about the young guys that's left in the league, you know, that's 25 years old and under, he wasn't on my initial okay. list that I put out there, but he's been cooking and playing well. But it's Devin Booker. I think in, in the end, the question that you asked is four guys that are left that are young that you want to build around on these teams. You know, the Clippers, are you, you, that's nothing. And then you got three teams left in terms of, uh, you know, uh, Giannis and, and the Trey Young and then Devin Booker. For me, it's Devin Booker. I think that he's – you could do a lot of things with him because he, he can 
create a lot of different ways. He can play the point. He can beat the two. He can play defense. He's a high-volume scorer. I think you can build around that. Mm. You know, I, I I think so. Yeah. And, and I like Trey Young. I just, yeah. as far as Giannis goes, he cool, man. He ain't, I don't, I don't rock with dude like that. Come on, man. I just don't. I don't, he cool. Seven I like foot, his skills. wingspan. I like his skills, but he crumbles too much for me. In clutch situations, I've seen it where it's just like they just take him away. And he, he doesn't. Now, look, against Atlanta. Yep. He's taking advantage of yes. the size and the inability for uh, Capella to do anything inside with him. It's almost like he saw what Embiid was able to do when he was healthy against Atlanta. And now he said himself in terms of scouting and watching, oh, I can do the same thing to him. To him. So I'm going to do that. And so that's the only reason why I'm just like, he cool, but. <laughs> That's the straight talk. It is brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No compromise. Right, Yates, you eat cool, right? No compromise. KJZ, it is presented by Progressive Progressive Insurance. All guests, of course, appear on the Goodyear Hotline. All right. Again, among all of the players left in the playoffs, who would you build your team around? We want to hear from you. 888-729-3776. 888-SAY-ESPN+. Plus... You know, listen, the Clippers are just one loss away from elimination. That's next. It's KJZ, ESPN Radio, and at ESPN app. Coming up this morning with Greeny, broadcasting legend Marv Albert, as our coverage of the NBA playoffs continue. Marv Albert, this morning at 1130 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN+. Plus. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit... Your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Yeah. Can you believe that? I'm happy for him. Yeah. Be, be first time, what, 93 since Charles Barkley and him? Well, now I ain't happy for the Suns. I'm happy for Chris Paul. Yeah. I'm, I'm happy for him because his career, he's one of those players that, I mean, obviously I've been knowing him since he got into the league, and, and he's one of those players that such a Hall of Fame career and everything that basketball is about in, in being a father and a human and all those sort of things is Chris Paul. And you don't ever want to see a guy who's done so much for the game of basketball not be able to get that chip. So all of those, if, in fact, and when, in fact, he wins the NBA title this year, right. all of that built up 
anxiety, frustration, all of those things in Chris Paul, you're going to see come out. They're going to have to put a bucket <laughs> in front of him and let all the tears because he's going to squeeze oh, them out. Oh, absolutely. You know, he's going to squeeze. Absolutely. You know that squeeze yeah. when you hold the trophy, you just that, that squeeze Jordan, it. Like Jordan when he was oh. holding it the first time and was crying in the locker oh, yeah. room. That just all of that is going to come out of Chris Paul because I, I honestly think no matter which team they face, whether it's Atlanta, I already got them beating the Clippers. So whether it's Atlanta or Milwaukee, I think I honestly think that Phoenix is going to come out of here. It's going to be a tough one, but they're going to come out with a victory. Well, listen, first of all, I, I, I am still amazed that he didn't finish second in the MVP voting, considering what he did for Phoenix this year. And as clutch as he has been for Phoenix, he should have been second when it came to MVP voting. And you're right. I mean, you look at this last game, you know, it was Chris Paul. I mean, Book had fouled out. Uh, Aiton was great, but again, it was Chris Paul who ran the offense and got big time buckets uh, for Phoenix. And again, they're just one game away. And I know he says, "Look, I don't want to talk about you know three one leads." Well, last time he was three one, his hamstring popped. Yeah, whatever happened exactly. to him against Golden State, and then from there on, he hasn't been back since. So I, I get it, right? I get it right. totally. I, I absolutely. But you know, tonight again, uh, Phoenix Suns could put an end to the Clippers. Uh, <laughs> And that man, you want to talk about the Clippers. Join us all over here, Clippers. <laughs> uh, let's go to the uh, phone lines. And, and, and again, uh, everybody who joins us on the phone line, uh, we want to hear your take about who would you build around. When you look around the four teams left in the playoffs, who's that team that, or who's that player that you would build your, your team around? Uh, let's go out to New Jersey. Uh, Nithin, in Jersey, what you got? Hey, what's up, Brian? Hey, Keisha, how you guys doing? Good, how are you? Hey, uh, so uh, in a heartbeat, I would build around around uh, Devin Booker because uh, this guy is a flat-out star. He's showing it in this year's playoffs, and he showed it without playing with uh, with Chris Paul for the first two games. And Devin, Devin Booker, man, uh, he needs to get more attention here in the league, and he's a, like I said, he's a flat-out scorer, flat-out star, and uh, I would build around, I definitely build around Devin Booker, mm. in my opinion. Yeah, it, look, it, That's it, your we, guy. when you think about it, it only makes sense. Trey Young's there. Yep. But it only makes sense for Devin Booker because clearly you could tell that DeAndre Ayton has gotten better because of Chris Paul, but also Booker's gotten better because of Chris Paul. Leadership, things of that nature. But you have to be willing to take on the advice that you're getting from veteran players <clears throat> that clearly knows how to, they know how to play basketball at the NBA level. And I think – you could take that if you're Devin Booker, everything that you've learned so far from Chris Paul, and you could extend that beyond just this season. And I think he will. I think he started to come again last year in the bubble, as you saw. He started to become a better basketball player. Now, it, the, the rest is history for him. Yeah, he fouled out. He, he fouled out. Yeah, they lost game three. Um, they lost game three when Chris Paul came back. But you could clearly see that Chris Paul was missing something because of the, the, the layoff. You know, you, when you were laid off, what, 11 days or whatever it was. So I contribute that part of their loss to him being away. And Devin Booker didn't have enough gas left in the tank to take the mantle at that point in time. He tried. Right. But, you know, it just didn't. It, they were playing a slow place, slow play game, and it didn't work out for him at that point in time. But I, I just, it's something about him. And he doesn't have the Kardashian curse right now. <laughs> It, it, it hasn't affected him. It hasn't at all. It, 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 and we're all sitting back waiting for that to happen. Maybe it's because she's a Jenner. 
Maybe it's the gender part of it that, that, that doesn't work. Uh, KJZ is brought to you by Navy Federal Credit Union. Proud to serve members of the Armed Forces, uh, DOD, veterans, and their families. Our members are the mission. Learn more at NavyFederal.org. So the Clips now are down three games to one. They need a win, obviously, just to remain just in the playoff. Now, Ty Lu has said, we can do it. It is doable. I've done it before. Uh, take a listen to what Ty Lu said yesterday on uh, coming back, being down three three games to one. Well, just got to take it one game at a time. Just focus on Monday's game. That's it. Not focus on winning three games. Got to take it one game at a time. And um, that's got to be our mindset. You know, if we beat Utah, number one in the West, four games in a row. So um, it's very doable. You know, we just got to make sure we're locked in, understand what we're trying to do offensively. I think we've got to be a lot better offensively um, to beat this team. So that's Ty Lue. And, you know, he's speaking from, hey, look, I was head coach at Cleveland. We came back three games to one down to Golden State, and look what we did. We won the championship. Well, the two teams that come to mind for me, both of them had injuries that happened. Houston, injuries happened. Golden State, injuries happened. So I, I get it. Unless you are – it's part of basketball. Injuries are part of sports unless you have some trick up your sleeve and those guys all of a sudden start falling like flies, if they're healthy, you ain't coming back 3-1, man. Ain't going to happen. <laughs> Kawhi ain't all of a sudden coming out of the building. Wait. They just don't have enough to sustain running off. What They got to win three straight. Yeah. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I have to think about the math in my head. They're not winning three straight. You don't see it. No, hell no, bro. You don't see it. Three straight? Is, is so that, you all of a that, sudden. Wait a minute, is that your clipper hate, man? No, it's not my clipper hate. It's reality. All of a sudden, this clipper team is just going to turn into what? The Chicago Bulls? The Golden State Warriors? And then Phoenix is going to turn into what? A bad team that forgot how to play basketball? Three games now. Yeah. Three games. They ratchet up. Now, listen. You it, get ready to get. They ratchet up the defense. and that, Now, listen, that last game was a rock fight. That was a rock fight. you're talking about three games. They're not going to all of a sudden just lose three straight games. So if if Kawhi was on the team and playing right now rather than sitting in the box watching, I'd be like, oh, yeah, they could, you know. If they told me Kawhi was coming back and he was healthy and he's going to play, then I would be like, oh, okay, they got a shot. But without Kawhi, you're not winning three games straight. Mm. I don't give a damn what nobody say. Only two teams that I can think of, his Cleveland squad, right. they fell apart. Yep. Golden State fell apart. You had, the, you had the Steph ankle. You had the Draymond, Draymond kick out. Yep. I get it. They had to still play. LeBron still carried it. But then you had the hamstring injury to uh, Houston, and that completely changed their whole thought process of the way they wanted to score on offense. If you think they could come back then – Go put some money on it. I don't. <laughs> nah, nah. And now the Clipper that. hate starts. Yeah. Good for them. <laughs> the Clippers wasn't going to win anyway. I kept telling everybody here all the time, they're like, oh, you don't know what you're talking about. Allen Hahn, I don't understand. I, don't. I said, man, the Clippers aren't going anywhere. It's just for whatever reason, it just it, – I like Ty Lue and everything, but when you start begging for Laker fans to support you and your team because it's one city and all that, you're asking for help. Because you don't even believe that you can win. I, I will say this. One, one of the discussions we got to get into, is this a disappointment for the Clips? If they don't, they get booted out of here. How big of a disappointment is that? What you got? Straight talk? 
Well, I do, but you don't have a tease? Yeah, we do. But I, was right. gonna let, I was gonna let you do that. Oh, after you tease okay, it, I'll do that. Then we do uh, straight talk. You know, <laughs> in the next block, we got to talk about. There was one NFL GM key who says building a Super Bowl contender around a young QB is the key because you do it when they're cheap, and that's when you can build your team. Because if you give them a big extension, there's no way you can build a Super Bowl contending team. We'll get to that right after Key has this from Straight Talk Wireless. Real cute. It's time for some straight talk. We've all been there. You have some real work to do. Mm. But the free Wi-Fi where you're working isn't going to cut it. It's like leaving the winning runner stranded on third base. Not good. Well, the Yankees been doing that a Mm. lot lately. Well, now you can be in your own hot spot with Straight Talk Unlimited, Unlimited Plans. Get 10 gigs of hotspot data, just 55 bucks a month, all on America's largest, most dependable network. Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Compatible devices required. StraightTalk.com. Josh Allen is every bit as good as Patrick Mahomes. When I watch Josh Allen play quarterback, he looks to me like Patrick Mahomes. We can't take watching greatness for granted. Brought to you by California Almonds. With six grams of natural protein, there's nothing you and almonds can't do. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about Electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C-E-B-I-K-S.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Danilo Gallinari getting right in the chest of Chris Middleton. Now backs off. Middleton to the three-point line, to the free-throw line. Fades to the right. Shoots and hits again. A 20-point fourth quarter for Chris Middleton. Ties his playoff career high with 38. Mark Kestisher, John Barry, ESPN Radio. You know, Chris Middleton at 38. Powered the Bucks past the Hawks, 113-102. Bucks now two games to one series lead in the Eastern Conference Finals. Middleton had 20 points in the fourth quarter. He put it on Hotlanta. Most in the fourth quarter of a postseason game in his career. He outscored the Hawks by himself. In fact, in the fourth quarter, 20-17. to uh, Trailblazers, they're naming Chauncey Billups. Their new head coach deals for five years. Sources told ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski and 
Billups, of course, a five-time NBA All-Star, MVP of the 2004 NBA Finals, and when he was a member of the Detroit Pistons. Golf, Harris English, he wins the Travelers Championship after beating Kramer Hickok in an eight-hole sudden-death playoff. You know, eight holes is the longest playoff in Travelers Championship history. The previous longest was seven. It ties the second-longest sudden-death playoff in PGA Tour history. Sports Center is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive's home quote explorer gives you multiple quote options so you can pick what's right for you. See for yourself at Progressive.com. On paper right now in the NFL, on the AFC side, the Cleveland Browns have the best Roster. I just don't know if he's a frontline guy that you're going to want to pay $35, $38 million a year. Sign Lamar Jackson, ASAP, league MVP. He's dynamic. He's only going to get better. I'm really focused on the season. You know, I'm, I'm focused on trying to win. <laughs> no, wide receiver. <clears throat> KJZ. Keyshawn, J. Will, Zubin, Brian Custer in for Zubin. I tell you what, when you look at Every the time NFL, you say Brian Custer, I be thinking you get ready to say Brian Cushing. Who's that? The, the linebacker, linebacker. I just it, – it, Come on, man. No, I'm serious. It, it, it's barbershop talk, man. We talking brothers, it, man. <laughs> what's, what's wrong with you? Brian Cushing. No, I just – it because I know Brian, and yeah. every time you, you say Brian Cook, it, it, it just, you know. Is that USC? It's a USC, USC thing, it's I think. It's a USC thing. Yeah. Uh, by the way, KJZ is presented by Progressive Insurance. All guests appear uh, on the Goodyear hotline. So, you know, we got to talk some NFL. Lamar Jackson, you know, he's talking about an extension. I think it's cool, too, that he's, his mother, who is more like his manager, mm-hmm. you know, is kind of talking with the Ravens about an extension. Uh, the reason why I want to talk about this is because the Cardinals general manager, Steve Kahn, he says it is really an incredible asset when you have a franchise quarterback uh, who cannot negotiate a new contract just yet, especially when he's talking about Kyler Murray because he's heading into year three with the cards, right? Mm-hmm. And he's got a cap hit of just $9.76 million, yes. uh, to be exact. Okay. And he says it is a bargain. Uh, for a quarterback because he says that's a great position to be as a GM when you have a quarterback who has a small cap number mm-hmm. you can build a championship roster around him that's the way you build a championship roster what you think um no that's not the way you build a championship roster you build a championship roster by identifying the players that you need to help you win a championship okay it has In nothing theory. it has nothing to do was spending money. And, and this has been something that, you know, since this salary cap was put into place, that the narrative and the selling point by teams, presidents, and the media is you can't spend money on certain guys at certain times when the contracts come up because the quarterback has taken all the money. And I'm happy you said that because this is what the brother said. He said, quote, There are different things you can do, especially with a rookie contract, as opposed to a veteran who is making a considerable part of your salary cap. So he's basically saying, 
When you got a vet who's sucking up most of your salary cap, how are you going to build a winner? I, I, I don't know where he gets that from. I don't know where he's getting it from. I could go all the way back to our championship team. Okay. And this, this is obviously the salary cap continues to elevate over the years. Whatever the cap was when we played is $100 million, whatever the number was. You know how many dudes on our team made crazy money? Our entire damn team. Rich McKay and Tony Dungy figured out how to build a championship winning team. And then John Gruden came in, obviously, and we went to the Super Bowl. But Keenan McCardell was making money. I was making money. Warren Sapp making money. Simeon Rice, Derek Brooks, Rondé Barber, Brian Kelly. I mean, I could just name all. Everybody made what they were supposed to make. Everybody was in the top five highest paid at their position when we won the Super Bowl. Now I fast forward to the world that we live in today. The Rams. Aaron Donald. Okay. Jalen Ramsey. Todd Gurley. Jared Goff. Robert Woods. Cooper Cup. I could go on and on and on about them continuously spending money. They went out after the Super Bowl and gave Jared Goff another $100 million. That's true. Hey, man, he got some money. We, got, we found Aaron Donald some money. We're going to find you some money. After have given Todd Gurley record-breaking money. Then they trade for Jalen Ramsey and give him record-breaking money. Then they address Robert Woods when they traded for him and signed him. I mean, they got him in free agency. Then Cooper Cup got his extension. So this narrative that's out there that you cannot build a winning team because you pay your quarterback all this money – that ain't nothing but just a bunch of smoke and mirrors, man. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, they just brought everybody back. Tom Brady is getting paid. He ain't playing for free. Well, he ain't playing. He's only getting $25 million. But that's a lot of damn money. It is. And but, so, but when you got Dak and these guys making 40 what's wrong with What's wrong with the Dallas Cowboys? They paying everybody too. And that team looks like, on paper, You're right. a competitive team You're with right. a new defensive staff. That should come in and help the defense because that was the Achilles heel to their team. But did they do that when Dak, at the time, it was seems like he was, his his salary was just five hundred thousand dollars. But 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 okay, all this stuff is planned. This isn't all of a sudden, Brian. Today, we got to sign all these players. I know that I have to sign you in twenty twenty four. I'm already prepared to sign you in twenty twenty four. Even though I'm paying my quarterback today, I'm knowing that I got to pay you right. two, three years from now. So I'm, I'm projecting out based on the salary cap of where we think it's going to be, based on my roster and other players that I have to sign. I already know this sort of stuff. Steve Kime is just saying something that if we don't make it to the Super Bowl or a deep run, I'm probably going to get fired. <laughs> Which means Cliff Kingsbury's probably going to get fired. Right. Which means we're probably going to have a new coach here and it's not going to want to retain our quarterback. So the pressure is, I need you to do really well this year to help me keep my job so I can give you an extension, which means I have an excuse to say that we paid you, but we can't build the rest of the team around you, but at least we paid you and I kept my job for another five years. That's all it is. It's a big excuse. That's all it is. Seattle paid Russell Wilson. They paid Tyler Lockett the other day. They're getting ready to pay Jamal Adams. They paid Bobby Wagner right after they paid Russell Wilson. So give me a team that can't pay 
anybody after they pay their quarterback. Name one team. Give me one team. Because my nephew, can't guard Mike, slant Mike as they like to call him. Right. I like to take his $100 million quarter, uh, contract catching slants. Could I get back in the league and catch some slants for $100 million? Since that's all he does. But they paid Drew Brees, and then they were paid him, and they paid Kamara, and they paid on the defensive side of the ball. So, come on. I could go through the whole league, the entire league. Everybody's getting paid. The Green Bay Packers are getting ready to pay Aaron Rodgers, even though he ain't on a rookie deal. Getting ready if he goes back to give him three-year $150 million. Mm. And, they, and they, they just paid Kenny Clark. Aaron Jones getting paid. And they got to pay Devontae Adams. Oh, by the way, the Kansas City Chiefs, didn't they just pay their quarterback? Yeah, they did. And Tyreek Hill. Did. And they tied in. And their defensive tackle. And they brought in Frank Clark and traded for him and paid him. And they're getting ready to repay Tyron Mathis again after they paid him once. And Patrick Mahomes was coming off a rookie contract when they decided to give him $500 million. You know, the, the funny thing is. Because, yeah, I got you convinced now. Well, I, you, you make a yeah. good argument because mm-hmm. Kyle was saying, hey, this is the reason why we were able to do the deals we did. J.J. Watt. This is the reason why we were able to make a deal and bring in DeAndre Hopkins. You can he, pay he, Kyler Murray if you want to and still bring them dudes in and pay them. It's all about your capologists playing with the numbers and, and making sure that they fit in and they work in the projections. But does it, does it smack you in the face two, three years down the line? The Cowboys, no. have, that happened to the Cowboys for a number no, of years. No, that's a, that was an excuse that it happened to them. It was an excuse because they did it's an excuse because you were not winning. So what do you first thing you say? Mm. Is oh well we couldn't get the players. No, you was paying players that couldn't play. So you were so bad you couldn't attract guys that wanted to come in and play on bad teams. That's it. Mm. It's not no. Absolutely no. Absolutely no. And and so when you look at teams around, you know, Baltimore, uh, Cleveland. Pay them. Ba- give them their money. Baker. Pay them. Really? You pay them. You give them their money. Do you, do you wait this year, especially in Cleveland, to see if Baker can take this and elevate this team now to possibly the Super Bowl because you've got everything around him? I don't, know that, they're, I don't know that they're a Super Bowl-appearing team this year. Hmm. They certainly are in the mix, but so is Kansas I mean, It's Kansas City and then right. everybody. Kansas City's so – they're up there. They're, 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 so in front, they're so far in front of everybody else that it's, you know, it's interesting to see if Cleveland could get there. But Cleveland's a really good team. Yeah. Baker has consistently gotten better over the years since his rookie year. He's just gotten better as a quarterback. Second half of the season, we saw what he was able to do once he learned the offense and things slowed down for him within the system, a brand-new system. I think he's had four – I think he's had like four or five different play callers in his head since he's been a rookie. Right. And he's had four head coaches if you want to include the interim head coach. So it's like it, it, it's different. But I'm paying him. I ain't got no problem with him. I'm going to give him his money, whatever it is. You know, uh, Lamar Jackson, I'm paying him. Yeah. Where are you going to get Lamar Jackson at? Pretty good for a wide receiver, huh? Mm, absolutely. And where are you going to get Josh Allen at? What is there to think? Isn't it funny – how the conversation always goes, well, I don't really know about Lamar and Baker. Eh. Oh, yeah, you pay Josh Allen. What's the difference? What's the difference to Josh Allen, Baker Mayfield, and Lamar Jackson? 
There is no difference. They all got three unique different styles that fit what that particular team is trying to do. But we elevate Josh Allen after three poor seasons. Not poor, I don't want to call them poor. But three young seasons where in that second year, they was like, well, you know. hmm." Then all of a sudden, you get Stephon Diggs and Cole Beasley, and they start to look a little different, and they make a noise. Now all of a sudden, he gets a few MVP type nods, and then everybody's like, oh, this guy's great. But Lamar wins the MVP, and we still sitting up going, hmm, we don't really know about this guy. Like, come on, man, y'all need to stop. That's what they want. Ain't nothing wrong with that because that's what they like. Hmm. And I'm sure if he was on the open market, there'd be 20-some other teams lining oh, up for without services. Question. Without question. So I don't even understand why we even had that conversation about paying him or not paying him. Well, I, I, and then the unique side of it too, Brian, is we always got to say, and not from a negative standpoint, but we always got to say, well, his mother's doing his deal. Okay, so what does that mean? His mother's doing the deal. Well, we hope that the Ravens don't take advantage of Well, I don't think the Ravens will be able to take advantage of the situation because the market is the market, period. The numbers are the numbers. It's not like she's not going to walk into her lawyers and say, what do you think about this? Right. Or walk into an agent that's behind closed doors that you don't know anything about because she's talking directly to the team and not an agent, a certified agent that's giving her advice. Think about what I just said. You, you really think that she doesn't have some advisors in the back room telling her and advising her of the pluses and the minuses of a particular deal that may be presented to her. No, I, I, I'm with you because she did this deal when he came into the league. So that's what I like. In, in, in my Carolina Panther deal, I did the deal myself. My agent was behind closed doors. I'd get the deal. Look at it, take a look at it, say, give it to him. He'd take a look at it, say, oh, why don't you move this and do that? And I'll take it back to Marty and say, Marty, we're going to do this. Marty comes back to me. I'll take it back to Jerome. Jerome looks at it, says, okay, here's that. And, and that was it. He advised me on the deal. And I'm sure she has an advisory board behind closed doors helping her out. You know, you, you mentioned uh, Brady uh, in the Bucks. You know, they won, obviously, the Super Bowl. Uh, brought most of their team back, as you talked about. Well, Man, they brought the entire team yeah, back. Yeah, basically the entire team back. And paid everybody that was supposed to get paid. Everybody got paid. Uh, Brady was on HBO's The Shop, right? And it, here's, here's the thing I thought was interesting, wa- watching some of those clips. And, and I'm going to quote Tom Brady what he said. was, quote, uh, what I say versus what I think are two totally different things. I would say... 90% of what I say is probably not what I'm thinking, which is challenging. I usually say the opposite. If they got a expletive corner, I'll be like, man, that guy's unbelievable. I don't even know how to complete balls over there. And in my mind, I'm thinking, I'm going to mother blicking him all day because I don't want to give them anything. What do you think about that? What Tom Brady was saying. I mean, it's all because, lies. Because, now, here's what I love about you. Especially when you were in Dallas, you said what you thought. Yeah. I mean. You didn't sugarcoat anything. So, he's basically saying, you know, I hit y'all with the banana in the tailpipe. Yes. Yeah. And, and I go left, you go right. Mm-hmm. I'm telling you I'm going right, but that's a whole other story. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with it. I mean, it's just, it's, it's all lies. 
Lies, 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 and more lies. (laughs) If you if you want to convince yourself of something on the field to get an edge, there's nothing wrong with it. I never challenge my opponents publicly unless they said something to me, and then I would say something sarcastic back. Like what? Like what? Give me one. Give me an example. Somebody say something to you. So I think this was around ninety eight, ninety nine, somewhere in there. New England Patriots had drafted to Bucky Jones out of Syracuse. Okay. And Eric Moles and myself and and Terry Glenn. But Terry was on New England's team, and I don't remember who was in Miami. And Marvin was in Indianapolis. But so basically, it was Marvin Harrison, Eric Mose, and myself running shop through the AFC East. Okay. And so they drafted to Bucky Jones, who was big, who was supposed to be our, me and Eric Mose size to dominate quick, and he had all the stuff supposedly. Right. They took him in the first round to play corner. Pete Carroll did, and so. His press conference or whatever, it was like, oh, you got challenging things ahead of you, X, Y, and Z, and you got to face Eric Mose and Keyshawn Johnson twice a week, and then you're going to see Marvin Harris. And, da, da, da. and he says something like, oh, yeah, I'm not worried about them or whatever, this, that, and the other. And so clearly when we got ready to play New England, they was like, oh, to Bucky Jones, this, that, and the other. I'm like, oh, that dude, he's going to be playing corner. I mean, he's going to be playing safety in two years. I'm not even worried about him. <laughs> and guess what? Shots. Two years later, he was playing safety. <laughs> so it, it's – that's the only time I say something. When somebody says something to me, then I'll say, otherwise, I wasn't. No, there's this, there, there, because I wrote a book, there's this out there in the universe because it says, just give me the damn ball, as if I was talking about opponents on a daily basis. Right. No, I didn't have a checklist in my damn locker. Right. Oh, every corner I'm facing. It wasn't no need to. None at all. I mean, I already know what that dude is. I don't need to tell you. I'm like Tom Brady. Like, I know who he is, I'm going to tell you everything positive about my opponent, and I'm going, in my mind, I'm thinking the same thing. I'm like, man, we can ready to take straws on this dude. Yeah. Who got him next? Yeah. Is it is it one of those things because when you're in New England, you get programmed to be in that system? You know what I'm talking about where – Well, I don't, think it's, I don't think it's New England. I think it's that family of coaching in their style. Right. Whether it's Bill Parcells, which Belichick, which – Eric Mangini, which yep. just whatever Tom Coughlin, whatever, because it was always a blueprint in a certain way of handling things where you had one or two captains that may have talked and said some stuff, and that was pretty much it. For the most part, those coaches don't really necessarily like locker room lawyers. Mm. They don't like that sort of stuff, and they don't want you – I wouldn't even call it bulletin board material because if you're at this level now, bulletin board material, doesn't that doesn't do anything because I'm a professional. I'm supposed to dominate you regardless. They just kind of – you. they don't say anything, so you follow your leader. Right. They never say anything, so you're like, well, coach didn't say nothing, so I'm probably not going to say nothing. Could you, could you have flourished in, let's say, a New England? Absolutely. In, in that type of environment? Absolutely. Oh, you could. Yeah, because I'm following my leader. Okay. My leader is my head coach. Yeah. Bill Parcells was my leader right. in Dallas when we were together. Right. So, and with the New York Jets, Bill gave you a little bit. So, therefore, I'm going to give you a little bit. If Bill opened it up and gave you more, I'm going to give you more because that just was what our leader was. When I was in Tampa Bay with Coach Dungy, Dungy didn't care that his players were themselves. He was like open-door policy. We all that, Because that was his style. He didn't change. Parcells came in, and it was the way I wanted. I want this guy speaking. I don't need him speaking. And that was it. Mm, mm. And so you're saying one's not better than the other. No, none at all. Everybody's style is different. Everybody's style is different. 
Dungy was not a yeller or a screamer as a head coach. He was just like, you know, coached. <laughs> that was it. Wasn't any yet. First of all, what there were not going to be any cursing whatsoever. Right. When I left the New York Jets and went to Tampa Bay, Bryant, and something happened on the sideline, and I was, <laughs> oh, I can't do that. That's Dungy. <laughs> I can't scream at Dungy. You know what I'm saying? Right. I can't swear at him where Bill, we would just, right. like a bunch of dogs in a pet shop. Yeah. Couldn't do it to Dungy because it just, you got ready to do it, and all of a sudden you freeze up. You're like, yeah, that's not going to work. Right, right, right. That's and, just a different style. And Gruden is different. You, and Gruden, you, you, you scream back at him because he was, you know, always frowning and, and, and agitating the situation. So you go at him. It's just right. different style. Yeah. You, you know, that's all. Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, you know, when we come back at the top of the hour, uh, we got to talk more about the NBA and especially the Eastern Conference Finals because apparently the officials – Boy, did they get in the way of the Hawks winning game three and taking control of the series. Uh, It wasn't a missed call, but they are certainly getting the blame in Atlanta for the loss. We'll explain that. It is KJZ, uh, Brian Custer in for Zubin here on ESPN Radio and, of course, that ESPN app. 